Hello and welcome to episode three of It's Just The One Podcast. Actually, my name is Jake. And my name is Adam. So welcome to the third episode. We're going to give a quick update on the coronavirus pandemic as the UK is in full lockdown at the moment. So we'll tell you where we're up to with that. We're going to be doing our isolation recommendations. So these are films that we think you should all be watching now that we're all stuck inside for the foreseeable future. And we'll also be doing a little special where we will be casting Corona in this we mean that eventually someone's going to make a film about coronavirus, but we're going to get one step ahead of them and we're going to cast the film and tell you exactly how it's going to play out. No luck catching them swans then. It's just the one swan actually. Also, just a, uh, a quick side note obviously, the UK is in lockdown at the moment, but um, we're currently on Zoom. And we are recording separately, and Jake's going to send the footage over to me. So we are both uh, adhering to the rules, and I'll edit the podcast as usual. But yeah, we're uh, very, very far apart at the moment. Hey, people, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right oh, now. Come off it. We're not in a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit, no fucking redemption. Right, people, nobody move, right? Nobody move. Nobody gets fucking truncheoned in the face. This is a lockdown, right? What that means is this office is now an isolation unit. Do not use the phones. No fucking emails. No phones, Glenn. Come on. I've got to go. Bye. So um, today, as we're recording, it's the 29th of March. The UK's been in lockdown for about a week now, I think. Um, So our last episode was recorded towards the start of March. So obviously we gave you our... um, anticipated films of the year they're not really relevant mm-hmm. anymore as most of them have been pushed back to uh, later on in the year some are going on streaming services and stuff but yeah they're not really relevant it doesn't mean we're not looking forward to them but uh they're out the window now so the majority of people are stuck at home there's still some people working and stuff but everyone's basically on their couch 24 7 now so what we thought would be a good idea is to give you our isolation recommendations so these are going to be the films available on streaming services the most people have, if you don't. Sorry about that. Um, but <laughs> we'll go through. <laughs> sorry. Um, we'll go through. Sorry, you're poor. <laughs> we'll go through stuff like Netflix, Amazon, and Disney Plus too, if people have uh, subscribed to that. So um, let's start with Netflix. What, what, what's your first one, Jake? What are you saying people should watch? Uh, yeah, so, so Netflix obviously has got a vast amount available to it. Um, Everything from originals to um, blockbusters to Oscar-winning films, um, documentaries. There's a lot of variety on there. So I'll start off. Um, I had a good little flick through Netflix before jumping on the podcast. Um, I'll start off with a big blockbuster. That sort of got the ball rolling for all blockbusters, and that's Jaws. So Nice. Steven Spielberg's Jaws is on there in full. Um I do speak to people and they've never seen Jaws, which is always always baffles me. Yeah, it's really strange, um, isn't it? It was one I remember watching as a kid, Jaws. Um, it is a, such a great film. It's got a great flow to it. Um, obviously, well ahead of its time. Yeah. Some of the the shark looks a bit dodgy and stuff now <laughs> compared to some of the stuff coming out of Hollywood these days, but yeah. All in all, it's such a great film. Um, the cast's brilliant. Um, it is it is essential viewing, to be honest. Jaws. There is there is obviously there's that one bit in Jaws as well that makes everyone jump. Um, mm-hmm. And I won't say what it is because it will spoil it for you. But there is if you have seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I there think is a I know bit in mean. it. There isn't a bit in it, and it makes it jumps everyone. <laughs> so um, unexpected as well. It is. It is. It's. But honestly, it is such a classic film. Such a great film. Um, definitely one to watch while you're locked indoors. Hundred percent, and it's nice and fun. Obviously, it involves a, a shark eating a bunch of people. But oh yeah, it's kill a shark. It's fun. We're gonna try and steer away from um, films that are a bit depressing because we know everyone's a bit down at the moment. So we'll we'll pick mostly films that are gonna cheer you up. But yeah, Jaws definitely. I will say the Mayor and Jaws. When was the last time you watched Jaws? Do you remember the Mayor? Um, I don't think so. I probably watched it so, a couple of years ago. So the Mayor and Jaws is basically. 
Trump at the moment while all this is going oh, on. Oh yeah. So he's so he's just so the mayor and Jaws is just like there's a killer shark on the on the loose and he's just like oh the beach is gonna stay open. <laughs> the beaches will be open. Sod by it. Easter. Sod <laughs> it. Yeah 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 exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what he's like. Yeah, in America, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But we'll see. we'll see. Um, I'm gonna go for something that's super modern uh, compared to Jaws. So this film came out this year. It stars Adam Sandler, and it's called Uncut Gems. So that was directed by the Safdie brothers. Okay. And um, to be honest, I'd recommend it just because it's a, it's a great film. It's a good story, loosely based on a true story. Um, but if you're a bit stressed at the moment, I wouldn't recommend it because it's two hours of absolute stress. It's I think it's the most stressful film I've ever seen. He's constantly um, running away from problems and as he's trying to run away from these problems he encounters more and more and he gets worse and worse. Um, I was watching it with uh, Sophie and she actually couldn't watch it. She was way too stressed out and this was before the rest of uh, the rest of the UK went into meltdown. So if you are a bit stressed I wouldn't recommend it but Uncle Gems thoroughly entertaining. I haven't seen it yet, myself personally. Um, I've seen the trailer. Is Adam Sandler as good as the trailer suggests he is? Because obviously he's known for all the comedy roles and all the yeah. crap comedy roles he's done over the years. Um, <laughs> it's hard to say if he's good in it or not, to be honest, because he doesn't really do that many serious roles. But mm. and when you know, if you're to compare him to other actors, I wouldn't say he's you know it's an amazing performance, but it's it's good and interesting to see him in a. A more serious performance, but I wouldn't say it's you know. Joe the Joe the Hollywood Roundtables that me and you oh, yeah. go on about. So yeah, if yeah. anyone doesn't know, if you go on YouTube and type in Hollywood Roundtables, um, every year for the Oscars they take like the best directors, the best actors, the best supporting actors, get them round the table and basically have a chat, don't they, for like an hour? Yeah. So this year's it was had like Robert De Niro. It basically had <laughs> acting royalty. It's like a conveyor belt of acting royalty, and then right at the end of it was Adam Sandler. Oh, so weird, wasn't <laughs> it's it? It's like, what? He didn't even make the title, did he? The poor fella. No, no. All <laughs> the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it like Robert De Niro? Um, it was literally yeah, Adam yeah. Driver. A who's who of acting royalty and acting talent, and um, Adam Sandler, and then Adam Sandler on the end. Um, I found that quite funny, but no, I haven't seen that yet. I will definitely give that a watch. I'd really, when, um, really recommend that when I'm super stressed. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've had a little look again. Um, not just now, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go f- sort of director route now. Go on. Um, so obviously, my favorite director of all time is Martin Scorsese. No. Um, no. <laughs> is it? My favorite director is Martin Scorsese. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Do you not know this? You haven't haven't mentioned them on the podcast yet. No, 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 no. Little Marty. So (laughs) obviously, recently he's released his latest film onto Netflix. Um, It is three hours long. It is epic, for want of a better word. Um, I I would forgive you if you wanted to split the film up into two viewings. Um, (laughs) But the film in question is The Irishman. Yes. Um, so the Irishman is Scorsese teaming back up with Robert De Niro with um, Joe Pesci. Who's the other guy in it? Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Of course, Al Pacino's in it. Al Pacino's like the best performance in it as well. But the three of them back together with Marty, um, and it is just a utterly brilliant film. Obviously, they use um, the the agent stuff that. Yeah, Marvel has been using and Star Wars films have been using recently, but they use it on um, Robert De Niro to make him look younger, mm-hmm. which is a bit odd. I won't lie. Um, they use it on Joe Pesci as well, but <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> he does need it, bless him. But um, the acting is just—it's what you expect, really. The acting is absolutely superb from all three of them. Robert De Niro, obviously one of the greatest actors of all time, and then he decided to retire in the early noughties and just started making shit comedy films. Um, But this is definitely a return to form for Robert De Niro, just in just getting a role that you can seek his teeth into. Um, Joe Pesci hasn't done a film in, what, 10 years? Longer, I think. I think his last film was like towards the end of the 90s, early noughties maybe, but it's been a a long time. He basically just steps right back into it, doesn't he? He's 
he's yeah, it's like he's, ne- it's like he's never been like gone, he's really, never been it? away. Yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. Joe Pesci is one of my favorite actors of all time. Al Pacino, Al Pacino's the fuck out of it. Um, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think Al Pacino has any other acting methods other than full Al Pacino. Um, <laughs> And he does definitely go full help with Gino in part in here, but there's some there's some nice supporting roles as well. So um, it's, it's, it's Ray people, isn't it? Ray, Ray Romano, from yeah. Ray Romano from Everyone Loves Raymond's in it, which is just bonkers. Manny from Ice Age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, who else is in it? Uh, d- what's his name? Scouser. Oh yeah, Steve Graham's back again. Steve Graham is in it. Um, and there's there's a really nice. Um, behind the scenes thing with Steve Graham where he talks about working with um, Al Pacino if, yeah. if you haven't seen it it's on YouTube it's a nice little video um, but yeah Martin Scorsese directs the fuck out of this film um, he's I think he's in his 80s now he's no, he's, he's showing no signs of slowing down no um, long may he continue while he can do it because he is probably he is probably the greatest living director at the moment um, so yeah, the Irishman. Just want to give a little shout out as well while we're on Marty. Um, two of two other of his films are on there. So um, Shutter Island, obviously we spoke about in the first podcast. Yeah, um, that that's on there, and also um, I think it's his best film, Goodfellas. Yeah, um, Goodfellas is also on there. I I watch Goodfellas at least once a month. It's such a <laughs> fantastic film. It really is. No, it's, it's a brilliant masterpiece, film. Isn't it? it is a masterpiece. Um, so yeah, if you've obviously if you've got the downtime, if you're not working from home, have a Martin Scorsese day. There's free films for you there. There you Crack go, on. and it it will take a day as well. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think uh, just finishing up on the Irishman, you described it perfectly. To be honest, it's an epic. That's what it is. And um, also, you said about watching it in two goes. I had to do that. It was too much. Not in a bad way. It was just it's just a lot. It's a very long film. I think it helps. I think I watched it. I've watched it three times. Um, so the first time I watched it all in one go, and I did find it a struggle, and then the second time I split it up into two. Yeah. Um, but then the third time I just watched it all in one go again. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't begrudge anyone who splits it up into two, into two parts because I think there's a lot of dialogue and it's very dialogue heavy and you need to mm-hmm. understand what's going on and what there's there's loads of cogs that are moving for different characters and you need to keep track of that and you need to keep on the ball sort of thing and know what's going on and why exactly yeah that's the thing isn't it it's that's why i watched it in two goes because i just wasn't i wasn't uh sort of awake enough to pay attention i didn't want to spoil me viewing really so if you're going to watch it you've got to really pay attention the other thing i'd say with it is that obviously it got released straight to netflix i think if i went to see that in the cinema obviously you're forced to watch it in one go then yeah i'd probably have appreciated it more yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because you've got all the other things that are, yeah, it's just it's can take your mind off things on you, can't you? But um, no, definitely free films there by Martin Scorsese for you to watch on Netflix. Awesome. So the last two films we've given there, you know, the pretty recent, pretty pretty big as well. So you might have already seen those. So we'll try and go for some films that you might not have seen that we'd recommend. So I want to throw one in there that I'll talk about in depth at a later date but it's ex machina and that's directed by alex garland yeah this for me is one of the best films ever it is a fantastic film um so it's oscar isaac isn't it and yeah. uh alicia vikander yeah, and Donald gleason general hooks yeah. from star wars and poe um no it is i agree with you it's a fantastic film um one that you need to really watch and yeah, some definitely point to seek your teeth into. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, obviously we not we've not give uh, much information there because, like I said, I'm going to go into that in great detail in the future because I really do love that film. But um, if you'd like to take our word for it, you could just go and watch it without any recommendation other than it's really, really, really good. He's such a brilliant director as well. Um, I think Annihilation's on there as well. Isn't it, it is, so? yeah. That's the film he did after that. So yeah. Annihilation is another good watch. Annihilation is um, Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson from the Creed films, but it's such a fantastic film. It will actually, it's it reminds me a lot of Inception. It will um, mess with your mind. It will make your mind explode. It's one of them. Yeah, type it's of films. super weird. 
Yeah. But um, going back to Ex Machina, mm-hmm. it's such a fantastic film. Obviously, we'll talk about it, like Adam said, coming up. We'll we'll talk about it a bit more in depth. But um, it, it's such a great watch. Literally, just I'd go watch it now if I was you. Literally. Definitely. It's, it's brilliant. Definitely. Not too long either, so put it on your list. Speaking of weird films, another one I've got. I don't know if you've seen this, Jake. It's called Apostle. So it stars Dan Stevens, and it is one of the weirdest films I've ever seen. I have seen this film. I think it is it the sp- slight spoiler. Is it like the it's it's got a very Wicker Man vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. It's like the there's like religious undertones, and he he goes to rescue his sister. I think it's his sister from this weird like culty village. And it's really weird. I have seen this film, yeah. So de- definitely, um, yeah, definitely Wicker Man vibes with this one. Yeah. I only watched it the once, and I think it was a while back, but I did remember being utterly freaked out by it. There's the bit at the ends with the with the crushing of the the skull. Oh my bit. god! Yeah, I was just gonna, yeah. I was just gonna say if you don't yeah. if you don't like gore, don't watch it because this slight is slight spoiler there. But yeah, I, yeah, I, there was no other way to explain it. it some guy gets his skull crushed. Yeah. Um, but it is so cool. It's a very, it's it's brutal film. It's, hor- um, it's horrible, isn't it? It is horrible it's film. Good. It's really good. But it is a good film. It is. It is. Dan Stevens is a good actor as well. You should get yeah. more work. Definitely. Shout out Dan. Big Dan. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he's the beast. He's the beast. Yeah. Absolute beast. He is a beast. <laughs> right. What else are we saying? Stick on Netflix for now. What are we saying? Uh, Lost in Translation. Nice. So Big Bill mm-hmm. and um, Little Scarlet, <laughs> but no, Lost in Translation obviously is such a great film, um, and I think it will resonate a bit for people mm-hmm. at the moment. Obviously, so um, f- for anyone who hasn't seen it, Bill Murray plays uh, like a famous actor sort of person, isn't he? He's, he's mm. basically someone who's well known, um, and he travels to Japan to film a commercial over there. Um, and while he's over there, obviously he does not—he doesn't understand anyone over there. He's quite lonely. Um, he's cooked up in his hotel most of the time, and then he befriends um, Scarlett Johansson's character, one of her very early roles. Um, yeah, it is such a great film. The dialogue is fantastic in it. Bill Murray is just Bill Murray. Um, <laughs> he can do no wrong in my eyes, Bill Murray. Um, but it's one of those brilliant brilliant films that i think everyone should watch and especially with everything going on at the moment it, it will yeah. probably resonate with a lot of people as well no really good point i've got one that you should probably avoid <laughs> go on i'm a big fan of guillermo del toro's hellboy films yeah they are fantastic they are two of the best superhero comic book sort of films you'll see yeah um for whatever reason <laughs> the studio thought no, we're not going to make a third one of those utterly brilliant films. We're just going to remake it, reboot it, whatever. It started off well, Adam, I won't lie. So they cast <laughs> um, Hopper from Stranger Things. David Harbour. Big Dave. I like Dave. He's a good actor. Strong. Good start. Then he releases costume. him in the costume. He looks good. He doesn't look like Ron Perlman, but we'll go with it. And then they release the film and it's utter dross. I didn't actually go to the pictures to watch the film. I um, I watched it on Netflix a couple of weeks ago. It's it's garbage. It is utter shite. <laughs> honestly, um, I should have turned it off really as soon as I seen um, what's her name's in it from Resident Evil films. Mila, uh, oh, what's her name? She does shift films. Yeah, like Mila. She's in it. Y- Jovovich or something like that. Whatever her name is, she's yeah. in shift films. She's in it as the villain. Sorry, and and um, oh, and Gary Oldman's sisters in it from EastEnders. Little Mo, she play, Little Mo's in it. Oh, she runs hell. a she runs a chippy. Um, really? that's like really? the hides like the hides like an undercover agency thing. It's it's shite. It's seriously, so I'm seriously, I'm seriously. <laughs> go and watch the trailer now, nah, please. Nah, go and I'm watch all, the trailer. I'm all right, you know. Um, don't like Little Mo. No, no. So stay away from the new Hellboy film. I think the other two Hellboy films are still on Netflix. Um, if they are. By all means, please watch them, but <laughs> but just stay away from Jesus. the reboot Hellboy. It is awful. Um, there is another shout out as well, actually, for another shit film I watched recently. Another 
sequel to Guillermo del Toro's films, actually. So um, I watched the sequel to Pacific Rim the other day with oh, right. um, with Finn from Star Wars. Yeah, Big John. Yeah, that was shit. <laughs> I did like the original Pacific Rim, obviously, but no, don't watch the sequel. Uprising, I think it's called. Yeah. It's, it's shite. Don't watch that. So there's two there to stay away from. One to definitely sink your teeth into and lost in translation. Back to you. So basically so far we're saying uh, avoid any modern action film. That's what we're saying at the moment, yeah. Apart but, from Fast and Furious. No, they should just be destroyed. Fast and Furious are amazing films. They should be like deleted from history. Keep the we're fa- going to do a Fast and Furious special and you're going to watch all... I think we're on nine now. When are we When are we doing that? When the new one's out. I, think I've, I don't think I'm here for that, like you know. Next. Oh, yeah. I'm not here. We not can't do that. Year. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, it's got John Cena in it. Exactly. Not talking about this again. <laughs> a film I'm throwing in as far. Well, actually, this one involves cars too. So that might be good. This film is Rush, directed by Ron Howard, with um, Daniel Bruhl playing Nicky Lauder and Chris Hemsworth playing James Hunt. It's about a F1 rivalry in the 60s, I think it was. Maybe sixties yeah, and seventies. Think so. It's so seventies. So cool. So, um, yeah, it's about their rivalry. James Hunt's like a proper sort of uh, what's the word? Like playboy. Um, he's got all the money in the world. He's dead good looking, winning all the races. He can do what he wants. And then Nicky Lauder's just straight up professional, and they have this very intense rivalry. So based on a true story, obviously, fully worth a watch. It's so good. No, definitely. Um. It's such a brilliant film, even if you're not into F1. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm not I into watch F1. It. I, watch, I, it. I watch it on and off, but I don't yeah. really follow any particular interest into it. But it's such a fantastic film, and it does such a great job of yeah. sucking honest, you into that world and putting you into that world. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of many negative things about it, and I, I do rate it very highly, but both performances are unreal. Daniel Bruhl is oh, fantastic. fantastic. It's a, quite an emotional film as well. Uh, the action scenes are amazing. The CGI is great. Ron Howard's a fantastic director. I'd really, really recommend them, actually. I would as well. Rush, s- superb film. Um, one of Ron Howard's better films. Yeah. What was he called in Happy Days? I never watched Happy Days. Neither did I. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. What are we saying? So, Tarantino. He's got a few on there, hasn't he? I think he's only got two. Or he's got three. He's got he's got three, but um, the third oh, the third one he didn't direct that. He just he just wrote it, didn't he? Oh, of course. So Tarantino has got um, Reservoir Dogs is on there. It is his first his first film. Definitely Ooh. worth a watch. It's so good. Um, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I mean, if if, if you've you ha- ever seen it, if you haven't seen it, it's like you'll be blown away. Yeah, you will. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you probably. You can probably associate, you know, the famous um, scene. Stuck in the middle of you. Yeah, where he does something to someone's head. I won't say it, just, just in case there's someone listening who hasn't seen it. But Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Oof. Dogs, classic film, brilliant film. And also very short as well. If you're not up for a big epic. It is very short. It's Reservoir like 90 Dogs. minutes, I think, yeah, about an hour, About an hour and a half, yeah. Nice and easy. Um, great film, but the main one for me, Inglorious Bastards. I think... That might be my oh no I don't know I'm not going to say that actually I was going to say I think it might be my favorite but it's definitely definitely top two I think your your favorite might be your favorite Tarantino film yeah it's it's always flicking between one and two I think what's your one it's I think it's between Inglorious Bastards and Django to be honest with you oh okay I think they're the ones I just enjoy the most I think I mean I love them all I love them all they're all like the very least eight out of ten I think. So I think Inglorious Bastards and Django are the two where he's he's a film director, if that makes sense. He's yeah. more of a film director than a film fan. I think the others, he's very much a film fan and he's like showing off his love for films and, and Got that sort of culture. Got but I think he actually knuckles down in them two films and like actually goes to becomes town, a film he? director, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'd say Inglorious Bastards is my favourite Tarantino film. Mm-hmm. Um purely for one scene which one's that and it is the bar scene oh yeah i think the bar scene is probably one of 
the best dialogue scenes mm-hmm. and the way it's shot and every, yeah. everything about that scene is just utterly it's, fantastic. The, the the tension he manages to create and it's ultimately, obviously, you know, there's there's undercover soldiers and stuff like that and it's very it's very tense for that but they're literally playing that game, you know, where you, you put like a card on your head and you have to guess who's written on it. Yeah, they're literally playing guess who. And um, But you know, like, this can only go on for so long. People are about to be killed. Oh my God. It's such a fantastic scene and such a fantastic film mm-hmm. um and that's obviously brad, christoph waltz brad pitt is yeah christoph waltz like brad burst, pitt. burst into hollywood on that didn't he a shout out to brad pitt as well because i think brad pitt gets a lot of stick for being, being a very being, sort of like, like basic roles in the past i'm not i'm not yeah. agreeing with that but that's a very strong stereotype yeah but i think especially his work with tarantino um mm-hmm. obviously he's recently done um once upon a time hollywood wooden yeah um he's such a good actor He's mm-hmm. so good, and he it comes to the fore. I think in *Inglorious Bastards*, um, such a fantastic film. Obviously, as Tarantino does, he rewrites history in that film yeah. a little bit, um, just a bit, just a little bit, but definitely worth a watch. Um, yeah, and it's on Netflix, which is yeah. even better. I'd say even if you've seen it fifty times, just watch it again. Exactly. Yeah, it's worth it. Never gets old. Never gets old. Mike Myers as well. Little shout out to Mike Myers, <laughs> yeah. um, as <laughs> as the as the British general, <laughs> which I didn't even know until um, I think it was like my fifth watch of it. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah. Is that Mike Myers um, and uh, Michael Fassbender as well? Michael Fassbender, yeah. Before he was Michael Big Fassbender. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, he's, he's not wanking in this film though. If you don't know what I'm talking not. about, you need to go back and listen <laughs> to episode two. But he's not wanking constantly in this film. Oh, sorry to disappoint you there, Adam. I know. That's why it's not a 10. <laughs> That's why it's a 10. <laughs> My name is Lieutenant Aldo Ray. And I need me eight soldiers. We're going to be dropped into France dressed as civilians. We're going to be doing one thing, one thing only. Killing Nazis. Yes, sir! Members of the National Socialist Party conquered Europe to murder, torture, intimidation, and terror. And that's exactly what we're going to do to them. Um, right, let's go super light-hearted Pineapple Express. <laughs> it's a would great you, film. Would you recommend it, it, yeah? It is a great film. Um, it's just so funny. It is one of those classics, I think. One of those cult classics that needs yeah, to be Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like everyone's heard of it, but hardly anyone's watched it. I do. I feel like that as well. I feel like everyone jumps on um, super bad. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've done like the interview and stuff recently, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and that this is the end um oh that's so funny that was a good film as well yeah, i think that's on netflix hilarious. you know it is yeah i watched it a couple of weeks ago it's absolutely hilarious it is a brilliant that's film. got similar vibes um, to what we're going through now you know end of the world and it all does that. this is the end little shout out there if you want to watch that yeah um and also no, pineapple express is brilliant another film um by our, our good friend well we wish he was our friend by someone we admire <laughs> uh, edgar wright is apocalyptic films on there as well the world's end that's on netflix is it it is, yeah. I'd 100% recommend that. Another good film. And if you've seen it before, again, I'd recommend watching it again. Because that opening scene where, you know, they describe the the pub crawl, that actually tells you the entire plot of the film. It's so cool. I haven't seen it in a while, but I'll have to so re-watch, re-watch it. So it, and when Simon Pegg's, like, discussing their plan and, and he names all the pubs, every name for a pub is a clue to the plot of the film. It's insane. Bonkers. And that's why he's the best. So clever. They are so clever. Um, I think he's on Netflix as well, isn't it? Which? Scott Pilgrim. It is, yeah. It is. Scott Pilgrim. Little shout out to Scott Pilgrim Obviously, if you want to watch that. We spoke about that in episode one too, so um, if you listened and you like the sound of it, bang it on. We're obviously going to come on to this um, in a bit. I'll come on to it a bit, a bit, bit more because yeah. I've, been, I've been watching it the past week since it's come out. But obviously... Um, another streaming service has launched recently uh-huh. um, in the UK, which has seen some certain films leave Netflix and leave Amazon Prime. Yes. Um, obviously, the films in question are all Disney films. Um, and to fill the animation void left by no Disney films on Netflix, they have only gone and got every Studio Ghibli film. Yeah. Um, so, for those who don't know, Studio Ghibli are basically the, Pix- the, the Pixar version. Um, in Japan, so like yeah. Japanese Pixar, um, they make 
utterly gorgeous films. Um, so the the whole back catalogs on there. If you want to, if you want to delve into them, a couple of my favourites would be um, Howl's Moving Castle, mm. fantastic film, um, Princess Monica, and my favourite is Spirited Away. Yeah, um, they are fantastic films, ones that you could probably watch with the children as well. Um, yeah, but they are a bit, a bit, not scary, but a bit like trippy. No, no, um, some some of them can be a bit weird, can't they? But they are fantastic films, and you got all of them there, and they're all on Netflix. Awesome, I'd say as well. Even if you know, some people sort of get put off anime just by like some associations with it and stuff. But I'd say really, really give it a chance because some of the stories are amazing. Yeah, definitely. I think there is a weird stigma around anime. Yeah, um, <laughs> we won't go into but it, but everyone knows what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, we won't go. We go. We, we won't go into it. <laughs> but um, maybe, maybe another episode. Maybe another episode, but. I do think for the most part, most of the films, especially Studio Ghibli films, they have like a um, a childlike essence that I think Pixar definitely picks up on, and obviously Disney films, but I think they tap into it as well. Um, but it is such a... It, all the films as well, visually, they are beautiful to look at. Um, definitely ones to watch. So we'll just... Because uh, this is uh, slightly longer than we might have expected, we'll just bang out a few more recommendations on Netflix. Um, Fury with Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf. Um, there's quite a few people in that as well. John Bernthal. Um, sure. Yeah, that's awesome. That's another another war film. Really cool. Um, Supersonic, the Oasis documentary. If you've not, se- not seen that, fantastic documentary. Such a it, great documentary. You know, if you if you're interested in uh, Oasis and the music, or even Liam and Noel Gallagher separately, watch that because that's awesome. Um, the Terminal with Tom Hanks. Oh my god! I only, I've seen that for the first time a couple of weeks ago. How good is that? Yeah, it is a cl- classic film. Really, um, it's quite sad as well, actually. It is, and I think it's only one. It's one of those. Again, I think we spoke about it recently with Tom Hanks. It's one of them where um, only Tom Hanks can play that role. Yeah, yeah. I was very surprised. See what I mean? I didn't know um, that he wasn't playing an American in that film. Yeah. So when yeah. he when he when he started with that accent, I was like, surely not. Surely the whole film he's not speaking like this, and he's amazing. Yeah, he's fantastic. Only Tom Hanks. Only Tom Hanks. Big Tom. Yeah. So a couple of other ones I've got written down here. Um, Wonder Woman's on Netflix. Yep. Obviously, all the Marvel films are now on Disney Plus. Um, so all the DC films are getting a bit of a bit of love on the other two streaming services. So Wonder Woman's on there. I will say Wonder Woman is probably the best that DC the DC EU has done so far. Um, it's such a fantastic film. The sequel's coming out, um, well, hopefully coming out this year. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but, no, it's well worth a watch. Wonder Woman, such a brilliant film. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Seven Psychopaths, actually. Seven Psychopaths is on there. Um, yeah. Seven Psychopaths is on there. If you haven't seen Seven Psychopaths. Hilarious. Utterly brilliant. Um, it, it's the same people who made um, In Bruges, mm. which is another fantastic film. Um, it stars Colin Farrell. Um, Christopher Sam Walken's Rock- in there. Sam Rockwell's in there. Um, it's such a brilliant film. It's so funny as well. Very dark, very twisted. Um, mm. But we'll keep keep your mind occupied while you're in um, isolation. Definitely. And then a few more dead quick. A few different genres in here. So if we've mentioned stuff so far that doesn't particularly float your boat, maybe stuff like this will. So uh, The Great Gatsby's on there. Um, brilliant. La La Land's on there. Recommend that. Um, El Camino's on there, the Breaking Bad film. So if Breaking you Bad film, yeah. if you watched Breaking Bad back in the day, or if you you know watched it recently, I'd I'd give it a go. It's not fantastic, but it's really interesting to see how the story carried on. Yeah, and you get some sort of uh, flashbacks as well to stuff, which is quite interesting. Um, the Revenant's on there, unbelievable film. Birdman also, both got the same director, Alejandro Inarritu. Two fantastic films there. They're made back to back as well. They were, they were, they were. Uh, 2000 and, oh God, 14 and 15. I think the story goes that he wanted to make that film in 2012 or 2013. Which, The um, Revenant or The The Revenant, he wanted to make that one and around then, but um, Leonardo DiCaprio was with Martin Scorsese making Wolf of Wall Street. Ah. 
um, so he was wasn't available. So we actually waited for DiCaprio to, rather than recast the role. He waited for DiCaprio to good man, good man to come round. So he made Birdman while waiting round. As he um, did. Obviously, the way paid off for both of them because they won a ton of Oscars, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio actually got his first Oscar. So, so good job he waited then. Good job indeed. Um, let's move on to Amazon really quickly. Um, oh, just one more on Netflix. Oh sorry. yeah, go on. Um, so obviously, both of us are massive football fans. Um, you mentioned the Supersonic documentary there, like the film documentary. Oh yeah. There is a um, Bobby Robson documentary on Netflix. Ah. Um, it is one of the saddest football documentaries I think I've ever watched. I did oh shed a tear or two. Um, for those who don't know, Bobby Robson is probably England's greatest ever manager despite him never winning anything mm. um it's the loveliest fella and just watching a documentary it's like a who's who of people who he influenced so um pep guardiola's on there um jose Mourinho's on there alex ferguson and um, oh, all cool. these people who influenced were influenced by him and basically became managers because of bobby robson so it became the greats of um, today gascoigne's on there it's such a fantastic documentary well made um, definitely worth a watch it's on netflix cool i'll watch that myself actually right amazon um i've only got a few written down here because obviously amazon's not um not that good but it's quite uh annoying as well because you've got all these amazing films on there and you go to watch them and you've got to pay like 10 quid for them so yeah uh, so some of the ones on there that are free um i've got a very short list here but um sicario's on there jake spoke about that quite a bit brilliant uh, film sicario in previous episodes denis villeneuve mm-hmm. and um the main man, Roger Deakins, mm. uh, Emily Blunt stars in it, Josh Brolin. Um, it's a fantastic film. It really is. That's um, really cool. About Mexican cartels and stuff like that, drug cartels. Well worth a watch. Definitely. Um, this is one. I don't know if Jake likes this. I'm going to assume he doesn't. Love Actually is on there. What a film. No, I, love, I like Love Actually. Good. Uh, yeah. Hugh, Hugh Grant and um, Liam and everyone else. Yeah, everyone, everyone's in it. Everyone's in it. <laughs> Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman. Oh, oh. let's take a moment. Um, I haven't really looked on Prime. Uh, Legends on Prime. Actually, I did have Ooh, a little look. Yeah, Legend is on Prime. So, um, the Tom Hardy Cray Twins mm-hmm. film is on there. That is a fantastic film. Um, I remember we were on holiday in Wales, and I took it with us on DVD, and we all watched it as like a family with me. Yeah. Um, 90 year old 92 year old nan and she loved it yes <laughs> she loved it um so that's on there such a great film um tom hardy's brilliant i don't think i had anything else down for prime oh book smart um, book smart yeah oh yeah tell us about um, that so book smart is directed by olivia wilde the actress um it stars i forgot her name but she's jonah hill's sister beanie something her name is she was in what was the Seth Rogen uh, Bad Neighbours or something like that? She was in the second one for them. I haven't really seen her in much else, but it is it's a it's a really funny film, Booksmart. So it's it's a it's very much like super bad, but with girls instead. Um, but it is hilarious. Highly recommended. That's on Prime, and um, we spoke about it in the past as well. Midsummer's on there. Um, Brilliant. And I think Hereditary is still on there. Also brilliant. Um, two great films there for you to sink your teeth into. Yeah, same director as well on both of them, Ari Aster. Great films. Uh, a couple more dead quick. Imitation Game is on Amazon Prime. I've seen it. So that stars Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays Alan Turing, who uh, broke the Enigma Code, I think it was called, in World War Two. He basically shaved about five years off the war, and it follows his story and and how we how we helped uh, speed up. Um, the end of World War Two. Um, it's so good. He's amazing in it. It's really, 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 really sad as well. We'll give that a watch when I'm feeling down so and depressed. You're not feeling great at the yeah. moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, spoke about four lines in the last episode. I think it was the last episode. I'm not it's, sure. Can't he, remember. We've only got two, so it was either the last one or the first one. Yeah, recently anyway. <laughs> but yeah, four li- four lines is on there. Amazing. Great film. Hilarious. Great film. That'll cheer you up. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's it for Prime. Um, there is a good TV show actually on Prime called The Boys. If anyone, everyone's in, anyone's interested, the boys. The boys. Um, it's like a superhero um, type film. It's like a skit of it, um, but it's very dark, very twisted, very bloody, very gruesome. 
but it's fantastic. It really, really is a good film. Good TV show, even. Uh, the Boys. I know it's a film podcast, but it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, 100%. Season 2 coming this this year as well. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, on Tuesday, finally, the UK was given access to a, a new streaming service, Adam. Uh what was that? A Jim? magical one, full of oh, really? full of childhood memories, nostalgia, <laughs> and <laughs> happiness. everything, and happiness in these dark times. Um, yeah. So Disney Plus on Tuesday launched in yes. the UK. Uh, I have my year long subscription. Um, nice. So I'm all paid off for the year. But no, when I say, if for those who don't have it, and even those who do have it, um, just get it. It's fantastic. It is literally, when I say everything, it's ev- everything. It's like it's, everything it's Disney have ever done. Well, it, it is still discounted, I think, it's, at the moment. Uh, Five ninety nine a month, so definitely, it's definitely worth it's it. It's literally everything. Um, so it's all the Disney animation films, all the Pixar films, all the Marvel films, bar the um, Spider-Man films, because they were made by Sony. Yep. Um, so you, if you're a Tom Holland fan, sorry. Um, uh-huh. Spider-Man Homecoming actually is still on Netflix okay cool so the first one is still on Netflix little shout out Netflix there um, but yeah so all the Marvel films bar the Spider-Man films and all the Star Wars films which you know hit and miss a few but yeah. um, is Rogue One on there? Rogue One's on there Rogue One what's is that? What's Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One? Rogue One is on there um, but obviously Disney recently bought Fox, so all the X-Men films are on there. Um, there's the Avatars on there. Miss Doubtfire's on there. Um, Pirates of Caribbean films. There's the, it's literally everything, isn't it? It's, it really is um, yeah, yeah. everything that Disney have, have done, basically. Um, so, yeah, a couple of little shout-outs, really. So, as I say, all the Marvel films are on there, so you can watch all the Avengers, um, Infinity War, Endgame. Um, even the first one, the first one was on telly, I think, last week, and I hadn't seen it in ages. And I do think it's still top three best Marvel films. The first Avengers, it's fantastic. Really? Yeah, it's insane. It's brilliant. It's so good. Um, Ragnarok's on there. That is my favorite Marvel film. Mm. All the Star Wars films are on there. But obviously, we'll we'll, we'll do a Star Wars special, which we keep sort of hint that. Um, but all the classic Star Wars are on there. So yeah, all the prequels are on there. Um I've got a lot after watching the new ones. I've got a lot of love for the prequels now. I used to, I used to yeah. hit they got a, a they got a bad rap, I think, but they're not they're not all they're not, they're not, know, ba- they're, not, not they're not bad after watching the sequels. Just George R. Binks, isn't it? It's just George R. Binks, really, yeah. Um But yeah, as Adam said before, Rogue One is on there. Um Rogue One is such a fantastic film. Brilliant. Probably one of the best, probably is the best that Disney have done so far yeah. with Star Wars. Um, and I'd say as well, if you're not into Star Wars, you can just watch Rogue One. I don't think yeah. you, you yeah. don't really have to know anything. Little bits maybe might help I mean, you, but yeah. it, for the most part, it's fantastic. It's but, just a you know, war film, isn't it, yeah. really? Yeah, the war film, yeah. In space. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so all the Disney animations are on there. So stuff I've watched so far. So I've watched, um, I've been reliving my my youth bit of a nostalgia trip so i watched hercules nice um it is probably my favorite animation disney oh really yeah it's just it's just remind i just used to watch it all the time as a kid yeah uh tarzan's on there um mulan i watched mulan the other night um it's just atlantis atlantis mm-hmm. um if anyone's never seen atlantis it, it's brilliant it's very underrated mm. uh treasure planets on there it's literally everything really isn't it um all the pixar stuff um yeah so obviously i think everyone's seen a pixar film mm. um all the toy stories monsters inc finding nemo um ups on there ratatouille some great films honestly some brilliant films um and all tv shows as well so uh the x-men cartoon if you're growing up like me in the 90s the x-men cartoon da 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 um that's on there spider-man um shout out to gargoyles which i'm currently watching 
which was, was a nineties TV show cartoon. We were having um, a, zo- a Zoom party with the family last night, and someone was like, "Does anyone remember Gargoyles, or is it just me?" And no one knew what he was talking about. So maybe I could uh, get you in touch with him. Up, you can watch, you can watch Gargoyles together. Gargoyles is amazing. It's <laughs> so good. It's honestly, I can't recommend Gargoyles enough. <laughs> um, but the real hidden gem, I think, for Disney Plus is it's every episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. So ever since I think streaming services become available, I think everyone's been craving one that does every episode of The Simpsons because it's the Simpsons, the Simpsons for me is it, especially the early episodes, the nineties, the best TV show going. It's yeah, it's, you, you it's, love it. Don't you? It's I love it. I absolutely adore The Simpsons. Um, but yeah, every every episode, every season's on there. So I've been re- rewatching a lot of The Simpsons. Um, absolutely hilarious and the simpsons movies on there which is just as funny for me shall we move on to our final segment? oh just before we do little shout out um going back to star wars um the mandalorian mm. is on there the first two episodes are on there i think they're coming out every i think it's one every friday okay um so i think the third one might be up there now i'm not too sure you have to check or it might be every tuesday i'm not too sure but I'll be watching that. Big John. If you haven't seen The Mandalorian, it's it's brand it's brilliant. Honestly, it's it's so so good. If people don't know what it is, then if you've seen Baby Yoda, then there you go. That's the, yeah, that's what it is. For all your Baby Yoda content and needs, just <laughs> get Disney Plus and watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> um, even if you don't, even if you don't, if you can watch it. Even if you've never seen Star Wars, it's one of them where you can just put it on and watch. Um, some of the episodes miss a bit. But on a whole, it's fantastic. It really is a really good, strong season. Um, and I think the last two episodes are probably... I think the last episode definitely is one of the best season finales I've seen. Um, it, it, if, you're, if you're a dedicated Star Wars fan, there's a really nice little, well, big Easter egg um, at the end of the last episode. Big, massive reveal sort of thing, what fans have been wanting to see um, on live action for a while. Um, season two has been announced. Um, yeah, really can't recommend the Mandalorian enough. Awesome. Strong, strong season. Right. So, um, as a little bonus for this episode, we've come up with a little segment, and it's called Casting Corona. So, um, at one at some point in the future, there's going to be a film made about coronavirus, more than likely. So we're going to get one step ahead of everyone else, and we're going to pick our director. We're going to pick who's in it going to talk about the plot and we're also going to copyright it while we're here as well just in case someone steals the idea yeah so um we, we haven't discussed this yet so we this haven't is, discussed any this of is, this this is this is, um, gonna be... this is literally off off the off the record no not off, off the, the bat, record off, off the bat off the bat off the bat that's the yeah. one and that's the one i want so yeah so this is basically acting under the assumption that hollywood's obviously once everything dies down do tend to make films about recent events so if you look back um even like events in the past so like all the war films that have come out yeah um there's been some like uh, 9-11 films yeah um they, they do have a tendency to make event films yeah stuff like the impossible like you know the tsunami and stuff like that so um we can go on a pretty safe assumption that they're going to make a film about coronavirus 100 percent. so i'm gonna get straight in and say I think it should be directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> so, okay. It's going to be very, very dramatised. Okay, so so we're going off two assumptions here. So there's two types of films, really, that Hollywood could go with the coronavirus. And Adam's going one way here. So Basically, just, just, just to give you the overflow. So you could have a very nice um, Oscar... Oscar-worthy, Oscar-nominated <laughs> film with Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, and it mm. could be very dramatic, and people's lives could be at stake, and it could be directed by who's who's a who's a Tom Hooper, something like that. Yeah, very Tom uh, Tom, very, Tom the Tom the Tory. Very um, highbrow. Very high, very highbrow. Um, <laughs> you could, it could be that sort of thing, but. Adam has now decided to go down the complete opposite way. So this is now a mid-July release, <laughs> yeah, pandemic film 
with yeah. lots of flashing lights, lots of explosions, mm-hmm. and lots of people saying, um, this shit just got real. Yeah. Lots yeah. of slow motion. And you've gone for Michael Bay. Of course. I mean, I mean he hasn't, seen... yeah, he needs some work to do, doesn't he? Because he's look not at, doing like, the Transformers first, anymore. The first three Transformers films. The first three. Well, he did the first three, didn't he? He did them all. Oh, did he carry on? Yeah. I, haven't, but, I didn't watch the, anything past, past the third. Past, past the first one, they're all shit. No, no, the first one's great. Second two, they're all right, you know, but... No, I didn't no, watch, no, I no, no, whoa, whoa. They're, Have they're you okay. seen the second one? The Reven- second one's what's that, what's that garbage. One? Is that Revenge of the Fallen? The second like one's the worst one. <laughs> the second one, what's his name? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> does something offset with his hand. So he like breaks his arm and then <laughs> they have to sort of like work it into the film. So they do like a time jump to Egypt and he comes out of it with a broken arm and then he's got a cast on it for the rest of the film. <laughs> it's it's crap. The third film I'll I'll say it's all right, it's okay. Um I think I think I only, I think Leonard Nimoy is the villain in the third one, which is really weird. <laughs> Mr. Spock's the bad guy. Um, but yeah, I but think no, they, they my, swapped, my, didn't they? Then didn't they? They swapped, and he had um, Mark Wahlberg. And yeah, I'm, I, I haven't seen them. I don't want to watch them. No, no, Mark, no stay, Mark, stay, stay away, stay away. But yeah, I think Michael Bay is the way to go. Do you know? I think I think it's the third Transformers. There's a stupid fact that if you put all the slow motion scenes into like real time, the film would be about fifty minutes shorter or something like that. <laughs> Literally the whole third film. Oh, it might might be the second. I'm not sure, but it's definitely the second. One of them is literally like the half of the film. It's is just so the slow motion. <laughs> anyway, plenty of slow motion in the coronavirus right. film. Okay, so and with, now with, I know. Now I know what page we're on. Yeah, yeah. with the, with the director, I've also like to throw in a producer. You know, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, who did like all the Pirates of the Caribbean oh, yes. and stuff. He could pull. He can't, he could have, pull he can't have Michael Bay without Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, he could pull some strings for us. You know. Yeah. Um, Okay, I've right, got some names. I know, down what, for, I know for, what page. I feel like this is just you, but no, no, no. I was going to say I've got some names down for the cast, but I'd like you to to go first. Okay, well, I've, since I've just arrived on this page, um, mm. I don't know. So, give give me the roles. Give me like what sort okay. of roles and characters so you got, and I'll I try had, and fit the actor. I'll give you the very loose plot. So, <laughs> so I had the idea that there'd be a couple and they'd be on holiday in Italy, not China, Italy. Because it wasn't really taken too seriously when it was just in China, so we're gonna have the, a couple who are on holiday in Italy, right? And the husband in this couple just happens to be a leading medical expert. Just we'll happens say. to be. Okay. So he gets so when he's in Italy and you know it all starts getting very real, he's in the right place at the right time. Does the um, leading medical expert work out seven days a week? Oh, you know he does. Okay, you know all right. He does. So for a leading medical expert, he's still got time to go and. Clang and bang it in the gym. Yeah. Okay. okay. Obviously. Right. Um. And him and his wife get separated in the midst of everything because he has to go off and try and uh crack crack the case of the coronavirus. Okay. And she got she can't go with him. And maybe okay. she she's maybe a bit at risk of okay. catching this this disease. Or maybe she's she's a high risk person. Maybe she's very vulnerable, okay. and that becomes more of a uh, emotional thing in the plot okay and then yeah so they're they're my two main main characters there does it have a villain it does it, what's the villain i don't know what he's gonna do i've got a name down i don't really know how he can be incorporated <laughs> maybe he's maybe give me he's the name and... give me the name <laughs> i put jake gyllenhaal i think he'd be a good villain because <laughs> he, he he's very nice he's on the surface j- but he can be creepy he's just done a villain role there hasn't he in what spider-man i haven't seen the second one yet haven't you? No. He's very good, isn't it? He does once, good. once you once you do villain, once you don't go back. Well, there you go. So, I didn't even know that, and it's just perfect. Casting. So, so no, so no, Jake Gyllenhaal, no. Okay, he doesn't have to. I be thought you book. had a name for the character. That's what I was like buzzing oh. about. Oh, for for which character? For the villain. Oh, he could ugh, Boris Johnson. <laughs> um, no, go on. <laughs> who, who do you think should play our main leading medical expert? The main leading. Medical yeah, expert. If, if you, I swear, if you get the name I've got down, it's The Rock. Oh my God! Right, this is a podcast, so you can't see, but I'm going to hold it up to Jake. <laughs> just you're going to see the other name, but don't worry, that's just a okay. Okay. But you'll you'll see my notes here. 
There he is. <laughs> Star- starring Dwayne. The Dwayne. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously, it's a disaster film. The Rock's going to be in it, like The Rock's in it, like Skyscraper and all the that shit, the Rock's shit films it. like that. Um, yeah, The Rock's going to save the day from coronavirus. Right. So um, The Rock is our lead, and he's the poster boy. Yeah, obviously, he's a leading medical expert. Look at him. Obviously, yeah. Just, just put a pair of glasses on him and <laughs> just give him a, a big, a, white, a big white coat, shirt. and he's in there. <laughs> He's in there. Exactly. Um, right, okay. So we've got The Rock. So we've got yeah. Michael Bay. We've got Jerry Bruckheimer producing. Yeah. And we've got yeah. Dwayne in the starring role. Yeah. Did you see what name I put down for his wife? I did see who you put down for his wife. I've got a couple of reasons on that one. Give me your reasons. Give her the so, name first and then yeah, give me the reasons. I put down Margot Robbie. The main reason, we've got to bring some credi- credibility to this production. <laughs> um, and obviously she's an no. amazing actress. No. No, you've gone down this path. You you either go down the path fully, or you turn back Uh, and you do the Meryl Streep Oscar nomination film. You either go full Michael Bay, or you don't. Right, okay. I'll let you pick the woman then. You can pick the leading lady. Margot Robbie's not going to do it. Um, She might. I don't know off the top of my head. Who's sort of like pasta? Who's pasta? Who's gonna? Who's gonna? Or who's like? Who's past it? See, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to offend. Anyone. Oh, so the next person I say, I get to offend them because I'm saying they. Well, yeah, it. that's. Uh, I try to. I try to be safe. With try to deflect rugby. it off to me. Um, what? What about someone like? Oh, if we're not putting Jake Gyllenhaal, what about Maggie Gyllenhaal? <laughs> She'd do it. You just want a Gyllenhaal in this film. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> just get the whole family down here. What about the mum? Get the mum in. Get all the Gyllenhaals. <laughs> um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I'm um, try- there's, there's someone in my head and I can't I'm trying think. to think who The Rock would... Oh, no, no, no. I've got one. I've got one. Okay. Uh, Vera Firminga. So she's oh, in like... She's um, in like Insidious and all that. And she was in Godzilla. She- and she's in Godzilla. There you go. That's who but we she's need. The, no, no, but she's done a c- catastrophe film in Godzilla. She can't do two on the bounce. But wasn't she in The Conjuring and Insidious? That's horror. Doesn't count. Fair enough. Okay, so let's let's look back. Right to find our answer, let's look back at Michael Bay's filmography. So, okay, Transformers, Transformers Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. She needs a revival. She's pretty past it. She hasn't been anything for a while. No. Okay. Um. Who else? He did that Hugh. What was the Hugh McGregor one? With Clint. the island. Yeah. That Scott was Scarlett Johansson. She won't do it. She won't do it. She's got Black Widow to do and stuff. She won't do that. Um. What about? Oh no, I was going to say Winona Ryder. She won't do it. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Are you sure you don't want to go with Margot Robbie? Let's go. Right. What's her name from Underworld? And she was in um Mila Jovovich. Is that her name? Or the other one? No. That, the one that lo- was the one from Hellboy. The the, the English one, one. The one who looks like her. She's in um Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale. Kate yeah. Beckinsale, there we go. She'll she'll, she'll do. do. She was she'll in, do. she was in click. She'll, she'll do, do anything. She'll do. <laughs> she needs the money. Yeah. <laughs> um so we got the rock, Kate Beckinsale. Michael Bay's on on the camera. Yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer's producing. Yeah. Who's your Who's your mad scientist villain? Did you see who was on my sheet? <laughs> Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Um, yeah. yeah, I could see that. He yeah. did. He was in Transformers though. Ah, oh, well, th- see, I didn't even know that, and this is a. He was in Transformers. Oh, I can't get Transformers actors out of my head. I was going to say John <laughs> John Totoro, but no, can't have John Totoro. Um, mm. should we mad go for scientist? A... Who looks who looks mad? <laughs> should we go? Should we sack this off and do a, a serious one? I think we should do both. Okay. I think That's... we should sort this box this mad scientist off, and then we we've got to film there. I think picking an opening date, and then off we go. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be the twenty fourth of July. Twenty fourth of July, twenty twenty one. Maybe 2022, just in case this goes on a bit longer. 2022, I'd say, yeah. Just to be safe. So, we need a mad scientist. Stephen Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, just Al Pacino. 
Yeah, just playing himself. Just, 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 just say to Al Pacino, you, you, <laughs> you, 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 you go, you do whatever <laughs> you want, you go full Al Pacino. Put this coat on and just go for that's, it. That's that's what we need. You'd do it. Al Pacino would do it. Sorted. So we've got The Rock, Kate Beckinsale, and Al Pacino as the mad scientist, and then Done. we've got Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, done, uh, and that's guaranteed to make about a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah, yeah, just off the rock's chin. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's let's go for the 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 Oscar worthy the Oscar worthy one. Right, so this is gonna be like this is. I'm thinking it's gonna come out at Sundance, and mm-hmm. it's gonna do all the festival circuit. And yeah. The budget's gonna be really down. It's gonna be mm-hmm. like, I think around sixty million. Yeah. Um, and most of it's gonna be spent on the actors. And yeah. It's not gonna be like it's gonna be script heavy, mm-hmm. and um, everyone's gonna be like, when it comes out, oh, have you been to see this? Oh, it's so sad. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking like the pianist and Schindler's oh, List sort of like. Hell. Do you know what I mean? Like proper like. Proper soul destroying. Proper soul destroying. Yeah. Okay. Um, so who's, who's directing? It's gonna have to be high, bro. Um, purely because he needs to bounce back after cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go for Tommy. Bro. I think I think he needs to be put back in his box. So if, if, if people aren't sure of Tommy, but um, he did he did Les Mis. I like Les Mis. Um, and then since then he sort of he did some good and... films. He did so he did Les Mis. He did. The Danish girl. He did. Did he do the King's um, Speech? He did the King's Speech, I think. Yeah. So it's, you, and you he did the Damned kind of United. He, he did them sort oh, yeah. of films. The Damned United, yeah. So, and then uh, someone just gave him the keys to a kingdom and off he ran with them. <laughs> For the record, I haven't seen cats yet, but I've I seen clips. I've seen clips of cats, and it looks absolutely horrendous. But yeah, um, yeah. I'll just say I. I just said that I love cats. Obviously, I don't. It was a joke. It just didn't land. Maybe it's the Zoom connection and Jake didn't, didn't hear it. But I just I just uh, ignored you to be honest. <laughs> right, Tom Hooper directing. Tom Hooper's on in the director's chair. Yeah. So then we're gonna need so we're gonna so I think the plot's gonna centre around how a certain government's reacted to the coronavirus and I think it's gonna be Ooh. like the journal I think it's gonna be like the journalists. It's not gonna be uh it's not gonna be wait, actually is it going to be the UK or USA? Which one do you reckon? Well, they were both pretty awful, weren't they? We could we could go down the if we UK do, route. If we do, right, we'll, do react, or... we'll do the UK. We'll do the UK. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll do the UK. So it's going to be journalists working for the um, Guardian or yeah. the Times or yeah. some 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 one of them too. Big branch paper, and yeah, so it's going to be some journalists. We're going to need about two main actor journalists and maybe mm. yeah and then yeah. A fe- two female ones or something ooh I've got I've got a good shout for uh, one of our characters go on Jude Law Jude Law's in Jude Law he can Jude be Law in. is in he's yeah. in you say Jude cool. Law he's in the film yeah I know Tom Hooper likes Eddie Redmayne but he's not he's not allowed to be in this no Eddie no Eddie's no no, no, no actors called Eddie allowed in this film <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got Jude Law, so we've who's, got his, pa- who's, who's got, his partner. We've got Big Jude, who's British. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, he's not allowed in it either. No, Big Ben's not allowed in it. Let's um, get, a, let's get a, a woman, let's get a male-female partnership leading this film. Okay, so we need a British Kate, actress. Kate Winslet. She hasn't done anything recently, has she? She hasn't. She played a Russian person in a film a while ago, and that was crap. Yeah, let's get Kate in. Let's get Kate yeah. in. They've been in yeah. a film together, though, but that's okay, isn't it? When? They were in the holiday. Oh, that's fine. That was a comedy. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. This is gen. This is generally how producers. This is generally how producers make films. By the way, they just sit. They just sit here over over Zoom and just be like, "Oh yeah, that's what you do." They were brother and sister in it, and she she worked with a newspaper. So this could be a sequel. There we go. Yeah, that, exactly. Which means Jack Black. Can a be sequel. In it. No, a sequel. No one wanted. <laughs> we can have Jack, Jack Black. Black. Jack Black as Boris Johnson. Jack. Um, <laughs> Oh you probably do a better job. Um, so we got Jude Law, Kate Winslet. We need another main actor. We need another main actress. 
we're going for we're going I think big. I think we need another actress to be a journalist and I reckon the other actor is like the government sort of person like representative I've got a bang and shells go on Andrew Scott can work for the government fantastic Andrew Scott's in there so Pro- uh, Professor Moriarty himself Moriarty and Sherlock yeah yeah um, he'll do it he'll he's do. awesome he'll do and then he can, we need like because he's, he's got great range but he's also like uh, if you need him to be serious ooh you can do it. He looks like a politician as well, doesn't he? You're mates with him, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds am, like yeah. he slipped you 20 quid to give him an endorsement <laughs> there, mate. Yeah, my mate, mate, Andy, yeah. He's your mate. <laughs> Andy Scott. Um, so we'll do, yeah, so Andrew Scott, and then we need another actress. If she's got the time, I reckon we get um, Florence Pugh on the go here. I was just about to say, but I'm sure she'll have the time. She'll have the time. She, she does, I know she's got the time for everyone else. I know she's busy at the moment, but we're on lockdown, so let's get 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 in there quick and see if she's see if she's up for it. Go ahead. Florence I was going to say I was going to say Florence Pierre. So okay, this looks like it might be a good film then. That's a good film, that yeah. I, I mean, it's not going to make as much money as the the nah, Michael Bay it'll, one. It'll but clean the Oscars though. It's certainly going to be it'll better. Clean the Oscars though. And if you awesome. want the American version, it will obviously star Mel Streep, yeah. Mark Mark Ruffalo, yeah, and. Um, <laughs> Alec Baldwin playing Donald Trump. Steve Carell (laughs) will be be the government guy in a dead serious role. May as well put Ryan Gosling in there as well. Your mate. Yeah. Put Ryan there as well. Age age him a bit. Yeah. Yeah. He could do it. He's got great range. Um, Yeah. So we've just done two films there there for you. We've we've cast Corona. The way that producers actually cast films. They're both... (laughs) official both, <laughs> both copyrighted under um it's just the one podcast actually so yeah yeah that they belong You've to heard it here first awesome um, awesome stuff so uh thanks for listening that was just a quick uh update really um hope you enjoy the recommendations and we'll be back very shortly yeah keep safe everyone um hopefully have a few more episodes on the go while we're in lockdown But yeah, everyone keep safe.